Hello and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We're here every single day with your Freed by Noon episodes. That's right. Every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you get some J Train in your cup and you're going to sip it on up and you got to all you got to do is tell a friend tell a friend share the word show your mom tell your dad feather my nuts do it right now. Make it your Instagram story. That's all you got to do. Let people know how you're getting through the quarantine. And it's with your boy J-Train, the, the king of brunch, the wizard of Haas, the sultan of scream, the sultan of swipes, the prince of promos. I'm here for you every day. All I ask is a little tickle, tickle, tickle on the nutty poos. We're going to do your emails. We're going to do a coronavirus rant of the day. We have so many quick hit questions, so we're going to do an expanded version of the quick hit segment segment because we just have so many. I got to I got to do them all. You got to you got to have them all, okay? You can't once you pop, you can't stop on the quick hits, so we got to do that. So let's get to it. First, I want to read a th- an email and you can send in your emails. Anything you'd like, your coronavirus rants, your charcuterie chats, your luxury lounges, um, your quick hits, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. This one's titled Thank You, and I love a thank you. Love a thank you. Jared, I'm a huge fan. I cannot wait until you go on tour again. I just want to drop you a note thanking you for the inspiration for spicing up sex life during the quarantine. I followed your advice that you recently gave a listener, which was well-received. Thank you for sharing your knowledge of the male brain. Also, the quarantine rant segment during the Freed by Noon podcast is simply hysterical. Keep doing what you do. Thank you. Thank you for the thank you. I, let's all thank each other. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are all very thankful. Totes preach. Totes preach. That means a lot. I think she's referencing a finger in the butt. So you're welcome to that dude for a little bacon on his cheeseburger, if you know what I mean. Let's do some emails. How about this? Wise and wonderful J-Train, all the feathers to your nutsack. I was supposed to come to Gotham Comedy Club with the group chat to see you next weekend. Can't wait for the makeup shows. Yes, if you had tickets to any of my shows, they are all being rescheduled. Don't throw away that ticket. Don't tell, tell the group chat. Get even more people involved now that you can because I'm coming. To your city. A ding 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 And I'm coming to your city. Bring a friend, bring a friend, bring a friend, friend, friend. Uh, my boyfriend and I have been together for four years. And I've known for a while it's just not the match. He's a fine guy but hasn't given me what I needed in a long time. I tried, uh, I've been trying to lie, lie to myself but it hasn't been working for a long time. I've been mentally and emotionally checked out for a while. We also haven't had sex since November. Whoo! Hit the alarm, Shelby. I want out but can't really move out during quarantine. I wouldn't want to put my parents at risk by traveling home and don't want to commit to a new place through quote-unquote virtual tours. Do I continue to keep up the facade since I've been dumb enough to 
uh, do it this long or do I call it and try to continue living together until quarantine is over? I know it seems lame to want to run, but being stuck in a small apartment all day with someone I'm just not in love with anymore totally sucks. Thanks, Prince of Promos. So this is like this email. I'm sorry to the emailer. I'm sorry to her boyfriend. Like, listen, she says he can't give me what I need. And it sounds like she's blaming him. But that's not the case. I mean, it doesn't sound she's not saying what we know. We, what we know from the email, we don't think he's evil. And if he is, I, I obviously mean differently, but these are just two people that aren't the match. And at some point, he's going to get used to that knowledge. And I know this is easier advice to give than it may be to take or to do. You got to end it now. It, it, like, like now, meaning yesterday. And, I, and nobody wants to know. Here's, here's what I know, male or female. Nobody wants to know that they're sleeping next to someone that doesn't want to be in that bed with them. If I found that out about my girlfriend, if you found that about your boyfriend, you would want to know because the question comes up, well, how long have you known? And for her, you want to be able to say, I've been thinking about this, but now is the time for us. And, and, and I just think a lot of people would want to know, you know, they're not going to say to you, no one says they want to go diet and exercise. They say it once they're done with the gym. Everyone loves the gym once they're done with it. Nobody wants to go to the gym. So your boyfriend doesn't want to be broken up with, but he will be thankful that you have broken up with him. As for moving home, I mean, there are ways to self-quarantine, you know, over two weeks and not, you know, I, I would encourage you. I think once you get the breakup done, then you could say, okay, now I can go get tested. And then once you get tested, you say, I'm going to take a backpack and I'm going to move home. And then once the quarantine is over, then I can get a moving truck and I can do all the things I need to do. But breakup has to come first. That is the first domino that has to fall. And you got to let him know. And you have to let him know. It's just not, it's not that he cut. And I think the way you said it to me could be misunderstood. You said to me, uh, he's a fine guy, but hasn't given me what I want and what I needed in a long time. I don't think that's the way to go at him. I think it's the, the way to go at him is to say, this relationship isn't for me. This isn't my match. And I feel horrible. And you, and if he hasn't fucked since November, he knows. Nobody's walking around me like, yeah, I haven't fucked my girlfriend since November, but we're cool. Everything's doing okay. So he knows this is coming. He knows you're not happy. And he, and all of this comes down to laziness in the same way that you don't want to do it. You don't want to break up with him because of you, you just named seven reasons that are going to be difficult. He doesn't want to end it with you because he knows seven reasons that are the same difficult for him. Have the conversation. The rest will come. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Struggling in a relationship with a guy's guy. Jared, feather, feather, thank you for all the new and funny content during the quarantine. On to my dilemma. My boyfriend and I have been dating for about two years, and I'd like more quality time with him. We're both in our mid-20s and live separately. We still see each other about twice a week. He has a car and can safely drive to my place. However, I thought given the circumstances with quarantine, we would see each other more often, but it really hasn't changed because of the time he's spending with the boys slash roommates. He is a total guy's guy. For example, on our first vacation together, we ended up meeting up with his friends. And when we played hooky to go to the beach together, he called up one of the, his guy friends to come with us. 
Uh, even when he is with just me, he is constantly on his phone texting in their group chat or sending snaps to chats to each other. We've had conversations about it, and I feel like things have gotten a little better, but are still not great. He's, he's a really good guy, and I could see myself wanting to be with him long term, but I'm still struggling to answer questions like, what's it like to spend long periods of time with just him, and can he just be happy spending time with me? How do I bring up wanting more quality time? No bros, no phones. Is this something guys grow out of and when? I'm going to say to this girl, I don't mean to go like back to back with like you should end your relationship uh, advice, but you did have the talk with him. You let him know. At this point, there's one thing where you say, hey, I don't like this one thing that you're doing a lot of. And then for it to come back again for you to go, I got to email some dude named J Train so we can answer from his living room. Okay, I can't give you a different answer. Sometimes someone isn't mature enough to be the match. And here's the thing. And I have an episode with Mateo Lane coming out tomorrow. Mateo Lane is another uh, hilarious comic. Go follow him. But he said something very true on tomorrow's J Train podcast. The quarantine, the coronavirus, the pandemic isn't making people worse or better. It's revealing who they are. I loved when he said that. And I think this is one of those moments. This isn't him being like, ah, I'm just spending time with the boys. That's what we do during the virus. Yeah, you got to have your quarantine time with the crew. We got to have our Budweiser's. We got to smoke our weed. We got to watch old baseball games. We got to watch old basketball games. That's what boys do. No, no, no. No one's doing that. People are going to the ones they love. They're going to the ones that bring them comfort. And he's choosing other means of comfort than you. So I think this is the who he is. This is the relationship guy he's going to be to you. And you might say, well, do you guys grow out of this? Yeah, he might grow out of this for someone else, but I don't think it's going to be you. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Reach out or ghost back. Jared, huge fan of your work, and you're my go-to guy for a laugh. Thank you. I've also got my friends addicted to your show. Thank you. Uh, so I'm needing a male outsider's opinion of my situation. Make a long story short, my friend set me up with her brother, who I'm very attracted to. He's seven years older than me and seems to have a good head on his shoulders. Our first date ended up being 72 hours. This is one of those details that women put into their emails to try and let me know, well, this is for real. First dates go 72 hours. I want to hear that you've been on 72 dates, not that one date went 72 hours. Anybody can do a 72-hour date. Oh, look at my dick filled up with cum again. Let's go and have sex again. Oh, it's gone. Let's cuddle and fall asleep. Oh, we woke up. I got full of cum. Let's do it again. I'm saying 72 hours isn't like a feat. We're not going to put you in the fucking hall of relationships to honor you one day. We were having a good time and I was uh, just following his lead. After that date, he... Okay, so our first date ended up being 72 hours. We were having a great time and I was just following his lead. After that uh, date, he then continued to text and Snapchat, good morning till good night. For the next two days, asking about my day and remembering specific things, seeming very interested. Then he just disappears. So they went on one 72-hour date. Exactly. This is exactly what I just said. 
Uh, then he just disappears and takes hours to look at my story. What happened? Also, for a little backstory, his last relationship was three years and was very serious. My friend told me that they've been on and off for several months, and he got tired of her drama and officially ends things a month ago. I'm the first girl he's brought around since her. Am I just a rebound, or is it just too much too soon for him? I haven't reached out at all because I don't want to bother him if he's just not interested, but I would like to go out with him again. What should I do? I think... Here's my advice to you. There's a couple things going on. One, when you feel something, say something. Hey, you had a great first, they had one date that went 72 hours, then he's texting like crazy, then he kind of disappears. Here's what you do. Hey, how you been? What's been going on? There's nothing weird, clingy, awful. Your responsibility is not his relationship worries. You are not responsible for, oh, is it too soon for him? Oh, is he, he's, am I the rebound? That's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is, did I have a good time on the first date? Is this someone I'm interested in getting to know more? If the answer to those questions are yes and yes, then you should send a text. What do you got to say, bitch? Hey, what's up? Well, it's been a while. How have you been? How's the quarantine going for you? What have you been up to? When do you think we'll see each other again? Those are all natural and fine questions. No guy has ever come up to me and said, can you believe this chick? Oh my God. We go on one 72 hour date. We fuck seven times in three days. How 72 hours, Jess, what, how many, how many days is that? Jess, she can't hear me. It's a long time. 24, 48, 72, whatever it is. Okay. I'm not a math major. Is it three days? <laughs> now I'm being made fun of by the whole country. Three days. Just wanted to see if I could do it. This is the kind of roommate I've signed up for. <clears throat> She's cleaning the bathroom. Good. Where a woman should be. No, I'm kidding. So... Here's what I'm saying. You want no guy of my friends would come to me and going, "Can you believe this chick? We spent 72 straight hours, and now she's texting me. How am I doing? Oh my, what a bitch! It's never. That's not gonna happen. Put all of you wondering, should I text a guy? Imagine him complaining about your text to his friends. 95 to 99 percent of the times. You would sound, he would sound crazy for having that argument or for having that problem. Let me get to the second part. Um, and that, so that's me saying, text him, figure it out. I don't know how you guys move on from here. Here's what I'll also say. The reason he went on a 72-hour date with you is because he just got out of a relationship a month ago. Relate, people that are very recently out of a relationship treat people they date like the people they were in a relationship with. So they do relationship things with the people they are with. So it feels like a more elevated date, but that's just the only way they know how to do. It's like if, if you have a dog that shits in your house, he's going to shit in the next house too. So this guy is treating you like he's your girlfriend because he doesn't know how to treat you like a girl or a person, a guy or a girl, that he's dating and should take some time away from. That's why 72 hours made sense to him. He's sitting there going, 
well, the way I make my girlfriend happy is to uh, uh, cuddle her afterwards and sleep here and, and, and do breakfast together. He's not thinking like a guy who's trying to create space between him and someone that you're not sure what the interpersonal relationship is going to be. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Short and sweet. Hey, Jared, love the podcast. I've recommended it to several friends while in quarantine, and they love it too. Totes preach. Quick question. Why do guys want to follow you on Instagram and then never contact you again? But uh, the, the peanut gallery has weighed in. Why do guys want to follow you on Instagram and then never contact you again? It's happened to me at the bar and when I match with guys online. It feels like we have a good conversation that I never hear from them again. Guys follow you on social media because that might be all they need. Just because you match online or match in a bar or exchange numbers, nobody goes from exchanging numbers to, I'm definitely going out. You're always making the decision again. Exchange numbers. Do I really want to go out with that person? Hmm, let me look at the Instagram. She's hot there. She's hot there. Do I want to leave my couch? Let me masturbate to her pictures. Hmm. I don't know if I even want to go out with anybody right now. What am I doing? Masturbating to someone's Instagram. All right, I'll put it away. Hmm. Ooh, remember that girl? Let me look at her Instagram. Masturbate to the Instagram. Hmm. I don't know. I don't even want to go. I don't want to leave my bed again. Do you see how that all happens? Do you see how there's always 30 decisions before going? Nobody's just going on a date. It's meet, then hmm, then text, hmm, then schedule, hmm. Then, you know, look at the Instagram profile. So there really a lot of guys you're meeting being able to look at you as crazy as it sounds, being able to look at you is all the connection they need to know they could get the Instagram handle is good enough for them. And I know that sounds awful, but this is kind of the new reality that you have to get used to. There is something gratifying to having someone's profile and looking it over and knowing you could if you would. Knowing you could if you would is more powerful than anyone wants to admit. Yeah, I could, but I don't want to because I'm lazy and I won't. So it's, 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 it's really an ego thing. Oh, yeah, I got all this. Yeah, it's, like, it's the same reason someone has 10 cars. They can't drive all the cars. They just want to tell me, they just want to know they can at some point if they choose to drive one of those cars. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. This one's called Pretty Sure He Cheated. Feather, feather, you're getting me through the weird time. Uh, I am pretty sure about a month after I started dating my boyfriend, he cheated on me with another girl that he has a history with. I don't have 100% proof, but I wouldn't be saying this if I didn't feel very sure. Is this all worth bringing up? I know I don't want to start a fight or anything that isn't necessary, but it's been weighing on me for for a while, and I don't know if I can get past it without knowing. Well, this is tough because the issue isn't, the one cheat. You have a trust issue with this guy. There's a problem beyond this. Well, let's go through the motions. Let's say, like, let's say you call him out and you go, hey, uh, I think you che- cheated on me. I want to know. And he goes, I didn't. Now you have to go and talk to like 
a professional about your confidence and try and work on that on your own, but he still might be lying. And then let's say you go to him and you go, like, I, I don't mean to be a professional in this. I'm just saying, like, let's say he just holds the line. He goes, no, I didn't cheat. And you never find out for sure. Now you're dealing with this confidence issue that's going to feel bigger than maybe it is. Maybe you're, it, and, and it's like now you're dealing with someone you just don't trust. Let's say you go to him and you go, I think you cheated. And he goes, I, I'm so happy you brought this up. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's so ridiculous. I, I'm so happy you brought this up. Um, yes, I did cheat. I feel so much better you knowing. Let's go on and live together forever. There's, there's consequences to hearing that too. Are you guys just going to be together and it's going to be fine forever? Maybe that's his opportunity to go, you know what? I did and we're broken up. I don't want to deal. I don't want to clean up this mess. I think you have to ask yourself, do you trust this guy? And if you don't, maybe it's time to reevaluate this relationship. Maybe it's time to like, uh, you know, set, set sail from distrust island. Because I, I, I understand why you want to know, but I don't know how finding out is going to make this a better relationship. And needing to know means that you're not really into this relationship as much as you might think. So I, I know this, this is a way tougher question than it is for, you know, I, I'm giving answers that sound easy, but there's no easy answer. Um, it is on your mind. No one can tell you how to feel. I would go say something if I were you. And I would let them know I have this in me and I, it comes up every day and it haunts me at night and I can't go on in this relationship without resolving this. And then maybe he goes with you to like couples counseling and you guys talk about, you know, the trust issues that you have. And maybe he never reveals that he did cheat, but he goes through the motions with you to figure this out together to make you guys a better couple. Maybe that's that's like best case scenario. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Dude lost his erection mid-sex. We really get around to all the issues here on the J Train podcast, Freed by Noon Edition. Hey, Jared, Feather, Feather, love your podcast. Listen to it every day and share it with my friends. Want to hear your opinion on what happened to me the, uh, with this guy I've been dating during the quarantine. We met before quarantine and have been spending a lot of time together since we both live alone. I really like him and saw potential for a relationship, so decided to take things slower than I usually do. We've hung out for almost two months and have, without having sex. We did have several steamy makeout sessions and decided to give it a go last night. Everything was going fine until mid-sex. He couldn't uh, manage to, and not sure how else to describe it, get it in because he had lost his erection, she wrote in all caps. Hmm. He was just as surprised as I was and said, sorry, I'm having technical difficulties to add humor to this very awkward situation. I tried my best to tell him it was okay and not make him feel bad about uh, but I was obviously turned off. It's a little it's a little hard on him. Pun intended. Uh, what are your thoughts as to what happened here? Is this a red flag? Should I give him a second opportunity? Should we have a conversation about it? Please advise. I think women a lot of time take the hardness of a man's penis too personally. Um, penises are like starting pitchers in baseball. Let me put this in better terms. Penises are like Luan de Lesseps on Real Housewives of New York. You're pretty sure it's going to be a crazy day, but some days she's with it. 
So Luann on Real Housewives of New York, some days you, you know it's always going to be a crazy experience. You don't know what you're going to get. But sometimes she's locked in. She's like, yes, I get it. And she's exactly right about every topic. And it's like once in a blue moon, like once out of every 10 times, Luann is zoned in. The other nine times are like she's either crazy or she's somewhere between you know, zoned in and wildly insane. That's the same as a penis. One out of 10 times, we're pretty much rocking it. But those other nine, we could go from nothing to fucking mid hard to like, you know, hard out of nowhere. So you don't know what it's going to be. So I would say to her, it's not about you. It's a lot about the situation. Again, if we look back on things I said previously about uh, the guy looking at your account deciding, looking, deciding, looking, deciding. That's a lot of pressure once you do end up deciding to go out with this person. You guys spend two months in this period of like, should we, shouldn't we? You like him. You said you liked him a little bit more than you normally liked a guy. Why wouldn't you give him another chance? He obviously is enjoying your company. So why wouldn't you? And I think talking about it would help. And I think you talk about it as you're hooking up, hey, is there anything I can do to make you feel more comfortable? Is there anything I can do to be here for you? I think the way you wrote this to me and you said, to add humor to this very awkward situation, I tried my best to tell him it was okay and not make him feel bad, but I was obviously turned off. The way you're speaking about his uh, mushy dick is, is very uh, judgmental. And it's, it's speaking from a place, and I, and I love you as an emailer. I'm happy you enjoy the show. But the way you're speaking about it makes me feel like you're speaking about this because you assume other people feel this way. When you say, I try to tell uh, uh, this very awkward situation, it's not that awkward. Guys don't get hard all the time. Every single night on this great earth of ours, guys are not getting hard. And then you say, but, uh, but it was, I, I was obviously turned off. I don't think that's an obvious. It sucks. It's it's a it's a buzzkill. But I, I mean, I've not been able to get hard, and I don't think you know. I I think my girlfriend's sat there and been like, yeah, I still am turned on by him, but turned off by this situation. I don't think it's like an automatic like obviously. Like I've never had a woman stand up out of bed when I couldn't get hard, going obviously I'm turned off by this. It's just I think you need to be come with less judgment. Understand that the guy's penis is Luan de la Seps. And talk it out with him. Be a little bit more, you know, a coach. Be a coach, not not a spectator. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Listen, people. Uh, we're going to get to the coronavirus rant of the day. Charcuterie chat. Um, I want to first, <clears throat> if you don't listen to the J Train podcast, that's Tuesdays and Fridays. I do this every single day. I want to thank our sponsors. We have sponsors this week. And if you support these sponsors, they support me. So listen, here's who we're dealing with this week. Noom, start losing weight for good. Start your free trial at noom.com slash JTrain. Untuck it, look good in an Untuck It shirt. Get 20% off your first order at untuckit.com. Use code FEATHER. Scentbird, find your signature scent, get 30% off. That's just $10 for your first fragrance at scentbird.com slash JTrain. And self, start building your credit history. Get started in just five minutes at self.inc slash JTrain. All of my sponsors for the week are going to be in the description of the episode wherever you listen to the podcast. So support those sponsors. I'm, you know, if you're like, I don't want to tell a friend, support the sponsor. 
sponsor. I don't want to join his Patreon. Support the sponsor. If there's, I'm here giving you free money, so you might as well take it. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Let's do the coronavirus rant of the day. Hit the music, Shelby. Today's coronavirus rant of the day is about people eating avocados. I love avocados. You love avocados. They're amazing. There's nothing better with an egg. You sprinkle some everything but the bagel seasoning. But the other day, I overheard someone say that they were going to have a third of an avocado. No, you're fucking not. That is not how you eat an avocado. There is one way to eat an avocado. You cut it in half, you open it up, you eat half, because you say you're only going to eat half, and then you eat the second half 10 minutes later because it's not enough. That's the only way to eat an avocado. None of us are having thirds. None of us are taking the measuring stick and ruling out, oh, we'll have these two inches today and these two inches tomorrow, these two inches. None of us are doing that. No normal person is having a piece of an avocado or one slice to go with their half an egg. No one eats that way, and if they say they are, they're lying to themselves and they're lying to you. You eat half an avocado followed by the second half because it's not enough. That's today's coronavirus rant of the day. You can send in your coronavirus rant to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Now, every day on the J Train Free by Noon podcast, I do a charcuterie chat. I'm a big fan of charcuterie. People send me their charcuterie boards. Hit the music, Shelby. Today's charcuterie chat is about caprese salads on the board. Okay, I'm getting sent a lot of charcuterie boards for my review. Every 12th board, there'll be a side of the board that is like five tomatoes with mozzarella on top of each tomatoes. Nobody wants a caprese salad on a charcuterie board. First of all, the whole idea of the charcuterie board is that we could do this with our hands. That you could go with a drink in one hand and fingers of the other hand and go, cheese and cracker, cheese and cracker, round cracker, cheese, a little bit of fruit, a little bit of honey. Nobody, I'm not walking over to a charcuterie board and picking up a salad. That's not what I'm doing. None of us want to do it. The only reason you're doing it is because you're trying to show off. You're trying to let people know because you didn't get creative enough to find different cheeses and different crackers and to put it. You want to go above and beyond because you want yours to pop on the Instagram picture. You want to let people know, well, I put a crazy salad on mine. No, you don't. At that point, why don't you put a Cobb salad on there? We'll all have a, a bacon, egg, and, and fucking cheese and, and romaine. Why don't you put a Caesar salad on the board at that point? What are we doing? What are the rules here? Nobody's walking up and going, where's the... But but did you put balsamic out so I can put it on my caprese salad and eat it out of my hand like a mouse? The only reason you put the caprese salad there is because you wanted to let people know that you knew what a caprese salad is. That is a different... That's a different section of the party. That is a different course. This board is for meats, cheeses, honeys, a little bit of fruit, and a little bit of, you know, maybe some, maybe some dips. Maybe. Olives. But the minute you bring a caprese salad on this board, you're a liar. You're telling everyone at the party, oh, I, I've been to Italy. No, you haven't. They don't have those on the fucking charcuterie boards in Italy. That's today's charcuterie chat. 
We are here every single day on the J Train Podcast with a charcuterie chat. You can send yours into J Train Podcast at gmail.com. That's J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Now we're coming towards the end. And I just remembered I forgot to email myself the quick hits of the day like a fucking idiot. So what we're going to do is we're going to read the J Train podcast poetry and then we're going to be out of here. Let's read the poetry. Um, Here we go. We have a J Train podcast poet. Cheers, everybody. It's a happy Monday to you all. Keep sharing the word. Let's hit the music, Shelby. Oh. He gives me, the poet, I love the poet because he gives me directions before every poetry poem. He goes, ramble about ghosting. Guys have no balls if they ghost uh, a girl. Yeah, people ghost because they're afraid to tell you the truth. They're afraid to tell you that you're a good girl but not the match for them. And they have such an enlarged ego that they don't think you can handle that information. Like, you'll never live on without their fucking, you know, mediocre penis. So, greetings, listeners. Let's get to the knowledge. Here's a lesson they don't teach in college. Going AWOL, ghosting, you know, is not a flex or boasting, you bro. Falling silent mid-conversation is a form of torture that spans all nations. Here's the truth about guys that ghost. They have literally no balls. How gross. When you don't receive common courtesy, you're dealing with dudes who prefer to curtsy. It doesn't take much to just say, I'm done here. Awkward conversations are such a dumb fear. We're getting weak... We're getting weaker, so you must be strong. If he texts once a month, don't play along. If they stop responding, silence is deafening. No answer is their answer. It's just not threatening. They're not, they're not into you, at least not right now. Take them off your list. Unsubscribe now. My phone wasn't working, he might try pitifully. You can stand up for yourself if you think critically. You could have used DM, messenger, email. I don't play by play fucking detail. I don't need play-by-play detail. You left me on red, and that means en- enough. I just you wish you had balls to be temporarily tough. That's our J-Train poet. And that's our Freed by Noon edition of the J-Train podcast. We're here every single day. Tune in tomorrow. Keep sharing the word. We'll be back next episode. Boom. <laughs>